right, everybody. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let's try that again. Ho, ho, ho. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Can everybody hear us? We are, are on. Are you there? Are you there? Hold and on. we do this every Sunday at this time, and somehow I'm caught off guard. Everybody, welcome to Self Evident Podcast. You got Massey. You got Mike. How's it going, How guys? How you doing, welcome, man? And we are welcome. here, and as Mike's going to intro this one because it was his turn, right? Uh, we'll get right into this, but we got a lot to talk about on this podcast. Yes, we do. And as she's adjusting the camera <laughs> right now. All right, <laughs> let's get started. Welcome this to Self awesome. Evident Podcast, the amateurs of the amateur hour. <laughs> if you want to go <laughs> to a comedic show, now is your chance. Now is the time. Especially after last week when we figured out the first half of it, we didn't have our audio attached. So, Or was that the week before? I don't know. It all blends together. <laughs> Anyways, oh, man. All right. welcome guys to Self-Evident Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate greatly you guys being here. Please remember to share, to like, to comment. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you listen to podcasts while you're driving, while you're working, while you're at home, trying not to pay attention to your wife, be sure to get onto SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, find us, save the list, make sure you review us, put on the stars, put on the comments, do whatever you want. Heck, take tracks and throw them at people in the store. Everybody in Walmart will love you if you're throwing self-avenant at them. So, with all that said, today we're covering something that is Mystery Box. We held off, and here's why. So what we're about to talk about may actually get this podcast turned off. Facebook or YouTube, we might get shadow banned. It might get restricted. It might get pulled down. So I want to warn you guys of that right now. Be sure that you can listen to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on SoundCloud. Um, if we see that it's gotten pulled down, we'll keep putting it back up and do what we need to do. But just to warn you, be ready. Okay, so that's mystery box item. We're not going to let that go until we get to it. Ha 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 ha. So first off, though, we wanted to talk about Trump and the churches. Now, you might be saying, what it, good, right? Trump came out and he said, those churches are going to open. I'm, I'm ordering churches to open, and I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but yes came out and said he's he's going against the governors he's not going to let them shut down churches churches you go and open and we wanted to talk about that a little bit because there's there's a couple of issues there uh, wait you guys are coming against what trump said about the churches kind of sort of yes and no um yes in one hand no in the other uh there's one side that we think it's good and we see what he's trying to say but on the other side there's something that kind of stands out in that that there's an assumption being made. Um, and so, Massey, if you can kind of fill us it. in on this and okay. get us going on it. So so basically, here's what happened. Uh, he, he came out and basically said, look, you know, we need to open the churches, open the churches, basically open the churches. And a lot of our dear Christian friends were like, look what Trump is doing. Yeah. He's telling the churches to open. Which and sounds good. Dude, it, it does. It really face, does. But right? it kind of feeds into this narrative. And it's not his fault. I'm not condemning no. Trump no, in this respect. No, it's not his fault. What I am saying is that we are so ill-informed. And here's why I'm saying that. It's because President Trump is not a king. Nor did he ordain you to be a church. His authority does not rely or rest on the fact that he could say churches should open. Now, people will say, that's not how I took it. Okay, cool. Maybe. Right? But there are people out there who are like, yes, now the president said it. We should be able to do it. If that's your process, this is where fundamentally we are wrong with rights. On the in the First Amendment itself, it basically explains what the churches can and cannot do. You cannot restrain the free exercise of the church. Precisely. What does safety mean? We, you know, people are like, oh, what about safety, public safety? That was from foreign invaders. And if you want to get really technical, it's actually for terrorism. But that's not what happened here. We had a virus go around. Nobody's denying the virus existed. We're not talking about the virus here. Here's what I am saying. He does have the authority as the executive to say this. Governors, you're overstepping your authority. You should not be able to close churches. Mm -hmm. yeah. He shouldn't even say open churches. He's just saying you're violating the law. His executive authority, has the, he's got the authority to do that, to step in and say you're violating the First Amendment on this, yeah. right? But... And, and, and I'm not saying he was saying this. What I'm saying is how we perceived, and, and I'm saying we as the Christian body, right? We perceived it as the president said it, we should be able to do it. 
not his role. His role is to tell the governor, quit being tyrannical. You are not a tyrant. You are a governor, which means restraint. If you know the word yeah. governor, you put a governor on a car so it doesn't go as fast, right? They're not rulers. They're not tyrants, okay? And so he has every bit of authority to do that. He has every bit of authority to say and do what is at the executive branch. And so in that respect, I want you guys to understand something. The president himself can come out and basically stand against states if they are being unconstitutional. But the state also has the authority to tell the president, if you're being unconstitutional, we're not obeying that law. Yeah. You see how the power works? Their whole authority lies and rests on the Constitution itself. Yeah. Okay. If, if, if we draw a picture of this, the, the picture really says the Constitution is the supreme law of the land, right? So everything trickles down in that. Now, the president is supposed to be the executive of that he's supposed to uphold that so when the president is coming out against the governors and saying look you can't do this it's because he's backing up the constitution yeah which your rights are protected in the constitution yep the, the whole reason for government is to uphold and protect your rights absolutely so if there is a disagreement between the federal government and the states the the disagreement comes down to what does the constitution say exactly. about this so if exactly. the governors are outside of their purview of responsibility or power the president has the right to say no 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 you can't do that and and this is where we the people have to really be on guard here because i can't blame the president or governors for doing what they're doing mm -hmm. because we elected them or we lacked to vote and that's how they got elected the responsibility lies on the American people, not on not on the president or anybody else. Now, they violate we go stand against for sure. Yeah. But it's up to us to be educated. As a matter of fact, I've been talking to a lot of people lately who've been saying the same thing. I wasn't paying attention before and now I am. I wasn't paying attention before and now I am. And thank God it's not too late. Do you know how I know it's not too late? Because you're still here. Yeah. If it was too late, Christ would come back, I promise you. But it's not too late. Right. And now there's some of you out there saying, man, should Christians even be involved in government and politics anyway? Listen to me. If you don't, they will. So if you don't, they will. Right. I want to I want to go on that train because I was actually I was talking to Paul. Uh, Paul, if you're listening, shout out to you. Um, he and I were talking and, and he had mentioned that this idea of tyranny, the whole object of standing up to tyranny is you actually have to civilly disobey. That's how you stand for your rights, because you're. If your rights are being trampled on, if your rights, it's, it's Come on, legal, somebody. if it's a legal move in arresting you, you have to stand up and civilly disobey in order to stand for your rights. You can't just submit this. and then say, yep. oh, by the way, hey, I've got rights. Yep. And if, you, it, you have to create standing in a court. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on you there because I'm, I'm trying you know, not, not, not to do that. But what I love is, and you got guys like Thomas Coulter on here who... They're, these guys are lawyers, right? And, yeah. and, and, and they, they, you know, his wife's running for office in Maine, right? And then they say stuff like this, and this is what gives me hope in America. We hold these truths Amen. to be self-evident. Notice that, truths. Mm -hmm. That's not, that, what, what did you talk about Wednesday? There's subjective <laughs> and objective. These are objective truths. Yep. There's nothing that can waver from this that God creates us with rights, not a government, okay? You have to pound this in your head. And this is how you get active. When you realize your authority, when you know your authority in the kingdom of God first, you have a power and you have a confidence and you have inspiration from the spirit of God to go do what you're called to do. Look at the disciples literally stood on the behalf of Christ and the gospel. Mm -hmm. Look at the past reformers, John Huss, uh, John Knox, uh, Witherspoon, uh, uh, go down the line, Hudson Taylor, right? I mean, listen to what he said. He said, give he, he said, give me 100 preachers who fear nothing but sin and love nothing but God. He said, I care not whether they be clergymen or laymen. They alone will shake the gates of hell and bring the kingdom of heaven on earth. You know how he could say something like that? Because he knew his authority. And when you know your authority as an American citizen, you can stand with confidence against a tyrant because there's only 535 of them and 330 million of us. And this is where we got to start thinking, folks. What are they going to do? If you went out to the beaches where they said you couldn't go to beaches, what are they going to do? Arrest 40,000 of you? Where are they going to put you? You have the authority in your hands to stand liberated. This is not rebellious, folks. I'll say it again. This isn't rebellion. You know what rebellion is? When they disobey their own constitution. Listen, if their laws can suspend the constitution, then they no longer have authority. 
because the Constitution gives them their delegated authority. So they have no power anymore if they suspend the Constitution. So therefore, if the Constitution is suspended, where does the power automatically go to? Hello, yeah. the people, right? And if you're in a, uneducated, get educated now, right? Because again, once you understand knowledge, nothing can shake you from it and you can stand confidently and you may be able to run and defeat the people that are up there with their agendas mm -hmm. because there's an agenda to destroy America, dude. It's called socialism. And beyond that, it's spiritual warfare. They're trying to destroy a nation, right? And why would they want to do that? Why would they want to destroy the freest place on earth? Why would they want to do that? I'll tell you why. It's easy to enslave people when they're not smart. When they're uneducated, you can enslave them in the mind. If, if they don't know, they don't know what you're passing. Who read that last stimulus bill? 800 and how many pages? Who read that? Yeah. People are like, oh, great. I get 1,200 bucks. Listen, conservatives did that. We got $1,200. Yay, thank God. I wasn't happy about it. Now, people are like, didn't you cash it? Well, sure I did. It was my money anyway. <laughs> yeah. Of course which, I did. Which makes it even worse. Makes it even worse. You're being bribed with your exactly, own money. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And this is what's crazy. This, let, let's take this a, a step further. This isn't us being mad, right? This is about passion now. This is about inspiring a generation and people right now to stand for the gospel and for their rights. They are so, they are so inseparable to me. Because if I can stand in liberty and freedom in the spirit, you're doggone right I can stand in the natural too before man. Yeah, what right. about all those past reformers that got hung on the stake or you know, hung on a, on a noose or burned at the stake? Those governments tolerated that. Yeah. Our government was not established as that. It's a republic where we're not supposed to be persecuted for our faith, man. And a lot of times people will say, well, we're, we're land of the... And I've, I've been thinking about this. So tomorrow is Memorial Day. And... A lot of times we'll talk about they died for our freedoms because we are a free nation. Absolutely. And I am not at all, at all taking away from the sacrifices made for this country. But I want to ask you, what freedoms do you still retain that they've died for? Exactly. And what freedoms are, are still um, safe that they died for? Right. Because all of a sudden now we're talking about... Uh, mandatory procedures. We're talking about you're not allowed to open your business. We're talking about you can go here but can't go there. We're talking about you're going to have to download yeah. apps in order to be traced. And if if you don't yeah, the, do this or this or this, you're not allowed to be part of society. Yeah, That's not freedom. And I think a lot of times what people do is they say, oh, we're land of the free, land of the free, land of the free, land of the free. That's kind of been at, a, a thing said. Yeah, yeah, at some point it gets to where it's, it's n believed – Right. Without the evidence being there. I'm not saying we are a tyrannical, oppressive regime at the moment. But you have to be very vigilant for your freedoms. Yep. You have to fight and be active for your freedoms because guess what? There will always be people who are seeking control over you. They're Absolutely, always seeking dude. to inch forward on the power that they can consume for themselves. So when we talk about this stuff, it's not that we're trying to fearmonger. It's not that we're radical or conspiracy theorists. We're talking about stuff that is actually going on day to day in our governments. The reason we're talking about actual stuff going on day to day and things said is because when they say it, they're saying it for a reason. That's exactly right. They're dude. testing the waters. They're seeing how people react. And you notice now all of a sudden we have a large group of people who are saying it's OK if we continue the lockdowns. Now, mind you, it's people who they can work from home or people who are yep. uh, getting paid to do what they need to do. Yep. People who don't have to worry about it because they're retired. Of course. They're the ones saying, oh, we can continue lockdowns. You know what they're actually saying? You can continue to not have your business opened. Yeah. You can continue to not receive money in order to be able to feed your family. Bro. And it, because of my fear. Well, exactly. And, and again, this goes back to uh, many things, right? I think we, we look at this thing called public safety and that it's a matter of government and government's supposed to keep us safe because it mm -hmm. says in certain clauses, a lot of our founders quotes, we're talking about the peace, prosperity, safety yeah. of all men. Now, safety of what? Safety of what? Right. I don't know what you're thinking. You may be thinking about murdering me right now. Always. That's exactly how they're playing. No, that's exactly <laughs> how they're playing this. Yeah, that might happen. So we have to protect so, you. Yeah, that may happen. So we have to protect you. There's In that a case, risk. Shut down swimming pools because people drown all the time. Take our guns because people die from guns all the time. 
And I'm using seriously the, this this argument of, oh, my gosh, we better mandatorily vaccinate or we better do this or that. or We better make people stay home or we better make sure everybody wears a mask. We better make a law about it because government has the authority. Sorry, dude. If that's the way you're going to play this game, how come I can't be conspicuous of government? Think about it. How come I can't question the government and what they do? There's only 535 of them. Are they always right? All of the liberals that want government to, 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 to take over and make sure that we're doing all this, weren't you guys the same ones questioning Trump? That's what gets me is this. Weren't you guys the same ones saying yeah. Trump was wrong yeah, this, and he shouldn't be in office, but trust the government? Well, take it one step further. The man that you said is literally Hitler and the man that you've said is oppressive and controlling and trying to consume power, now all of a sudden you've said, well, he can have control. And his government and the people around him, well, we better give them more power. We better continue to appreciate what they're doing because it's power and we need them in order to be safety. So if you don't trust them before, why are you trust them during? And so often that's because of fear. What happens is fear takes over. And we say, well, I need to be saved. I need an authority. And there's actually, there's a lot of psychological literature that talks about the idea of authority and us always needing something over us. The question is, are you going to have God over you or are you going to have a government? Are you going to have man over you or God who gives you your rights no matter what? And we've got to decide which path are we going to follow and are we going to live by fear or are we going to live by liberty? Honestly, you can't have both. You have to either live by liberty or live in fear and seek safety. Yep, exactly. And, and, and again, it comes back to, guys, listen, if, the, if you're finding any of this beneficial, share the video. Let's get this information out there because we're going to talk about some real things right now mm -hmm. that, are, that, that are important and necessary to discuss. Yep. Okay. Should we do it? Here, we're going to get into a topic that, that is very sketchy. And here's the reason, because everything we've seen about vaccinations is being pulled down pretty much. Yep. Uh, Robert Kennedy, of all people, is getting marked getting right now. Dude, up. a Democrat, a legit Democrat is getting, like, destroyed right now in the media. That should tell you something. It's yeah. about agendas, dudes. It's yeah. about agendas. Why are they so hard and adamant about destroying this? And, right? And you guys may have noticed that on the title of this, we said shots for everyone. And we said, open the mystery box. That was not my idea. It was mine. I take, I take full credit for it. It takes full it. credit. Yep. But if you like it, it's it was mine. my idea. Of course. Right? No, it was Kristen's idea in that case. It was actually Kristen's. Yeah, Kristen, <laughs> it's all you. Win or lose, it's your fault. Yes, I, Your yes. credit. Anyways, so, so we said shots for everyone because the secret topic, remember, if this gets taken down, go to the podcast as soon as you can. We'll post it up yep. as soon as we possibly can for you. We will. Um, mandatory vaccinations. So Dr. Fauci came out, or sorry, not Dr. Fauci. I apologize. Alan Dershowitz came out, lawyer, Harvard lawyer, blah, 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 said that mandatory vaccinations are constitutional. Boy, that's a sketchy line, eh? And he, he tried to defend this idea that for the common good, in order to protect the safety of others, that mandatory vaccinations would fall under the Constitution. Now... Where does the idea of mandatory vaccinations come from? Now, on our, our first slide, what we've got is, and I, it talks about case law. And there was this case in 1905 that really came down on whether or not mandatory vaccinations were legal, if they were constitutional. It was during a smallpox epidemic. It was Jacobson versus the state of Massachusetts, the Commonwealth, right? Yeah, notice this is a state case, yep. not a federal case. Yep. Okay. So first, with this case, what happened was we get you, to be uh, we get to be professional. <laughs> we got papers in our hands. This is good. I feel like a pro. Oh man, we're coming along. Steps, <laughs> man, steps. All right, let's someday go. we're on. gonna we're I'm gonna sorry. yeah we're gonna be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. We're back. On, we're back. On, we're back. All right. So in this case. There was a pastor, Henning Jacobson. He had lived through mandatory vaccinations in Sweden. And when he was a child, there was this mandatory vaccination movement in Sweden. And he had actually caught sickness and illness because of the vaccination. Yep. So when the smallpox vaccinations came out in Massachusetts, he refused. And he, was, he brought it to court saying that 
he has a high risk of being ill because of the vaccination, and so therefore he should be allowed yeah. to refuse it. It went to the state Supreme Court, where the Supreme Court ruled. Let me get my notes. Here we go. This is great. John Marshall Harlan, he, in the majority of the law, he said this didn't violate the 14th Amendment. Remember, the 14th Amendment, you have the right to due process. Your rights are protected. The court held that in every well-ordered society charged with the duty of conserving the safety of its members, the rights of the individual in respect of his liberty may at times, under the pressure of great dangers, be subjected to such restraint to be enforced by reasonable regulations as the safety of the general public may demand, and that real liberty for all could not exist under the operation of a principle which recognizes the right of each individual person to use his own, whether in respect of his person or his property, regardless of the injury that may be done to others. So basically what he's saying is, well, your rights must be limited if it could come in the way of affecting somebody else and bringing harm to them. Exactly. So let's kind of pull that apart. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, first off, he's using the four, they're citing the 14th Amendment. Now, keep in mind, this is 1905, right? Now, can anybody please comment if you want to? Comment. Do the courts always get it right? Yes, of course. I mean, think about they're it. They're angels. Men right? sent down by God. Exactly. Second, do the, do the courts <laughs> determine law? Oh. Here was an opinion, right, issued by a state circuit court, which was, went to the Supreme Court of the state, right? And they're citing the 14th Amendment. And here's what they're saying. It's not violating the 14th Amendment by mandatorily vaccinating you. Now, let's just kind of talk about that a minute. I'm going to read you the 14th Amendment right now, and you guys determine if this has anything to do with mandatory vaccinations, okay? All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state which there is, wherein they reside. Listen to this closely. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of the citizens of the United States. Can't make a law if it's going to abridge my privileges or immunities, which is never should, should have said privileges, should have said rights, okay? Nor shall any state deprive any person of life liberty or property without due process of law where does it say that the state can make a law to deprive me of my liberty it says right here that it can't deprive me of life and liberty doesn't say it can make a law to make sure to prevent my life and liberty it says that i can't lose it unless i go through myself due process you can't make a vaccination argument and said we went through due process you didn't put me through due process did you ask me did i break a law did I violate something? That is the only, that's, that's what makes sense about this. Yeah. What they were talking about here in the 14th Amendment when this was written, it was, was written at the time of slavery, right? In the time of uh, basically servitude, right? There was still a lot going on. We, we, we had said, okay, s slaves are free, but s they certain weren't, right? And they said, you can't take away a person's life or liberty or property without the due process of law. Unless they've broken the law, they've got life, liberty, and property, baby. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the law cannot restrict life liberty and property exactly right? so exactly so you can't go through due process to uphold a law that restricts your life life liberty or property a hundred percent you understand what i'm saying there so the law cannot restrict that stuff but if you break a law then you have to be given due, due process, process before your rights are taken for breaking that law so think about murder in murder you are depriving somebody else of life. 100%, dude. So then you go through due process, and if you are found guilty, you have a right removed, whether liberty or in some states, your life. So if you try to make the due process argument in terms of vaccinations, the problem is what you're actually doing is you are depriving somebody of their of autonomy over their property in the law. Yeah, and when does government determine what, you're, what you can do with your property? Can anybody? Oh, they try. <laughs> no, seriously, but where can you find that in the original law? I'm an originalist, right? People are like, oh, you're for slavery? No. The originalist view was all men are created equal. That's the way it should have been upheld, except you had some really crappy governors in these states that wanted to hold men, uh, black men and black women and women in general back. Mm -hmm. That's what they did. Southern states wanted to play God. So guess what we do? We interfere with that, right? We have to go in and subject men to the law that God gives us freedom and liberty. Okay, 
I'm an originalist in the sense of this. God creates us all equally. We make our own path. Is there, is there a place for responsibility when it comes to these things? Yes. Okay. If I have a disease, let's say I have a disease and I have, I'm just going to go with it because I'm not pronouncing yeah. this on myself. I'm just using myself as an example. Please, Lord, I'm not pronouncing this on myself. Let's say I have AIDS, which I don't, praise God, and the blood covers me. But let's say I did. And I went around purposely trying to give people AIDS to hurt them. Okay, now I'm violating their rights. Because you're using it as a weapon. Maliciously. Yep. If I don't know I got the flu and someone gets infected by the flu, how the heck are you going to help me liable? Here, let's take this a step further. If they mandatorily make vaccinations where the people have to consume them, who's going to be held accountable if you die from a vaccination shot? Who's going to be held accountable for that? How come they're not asking that? Mm -hmm. How many people die from flu vaccinations, dude? What? This argument is not about whether you're for them or against them. This argument is should government force you to do this, okay? And, and I'm making that very clear because it doesn't matter where you sit on the side of this. We all understand that when you go to, the, to, to a doctor, there's health risks. When you have surgery, yeah. you could die. It's not their fault. It just There's the chance of death yeah. unless it's negligence, which the doctor gets held uh, uh, he, prosecutorily if he neglects, yeah. right? It's called negligence, medical negligence, and they get held for that. But if it wasn't anything he could do and he did everything he could, you can't hold them responsible. Why are you going to put vaccinations on people when they're not? I can't tell if I got it or not. And certainly I'm not going to go on and get checked. If I, you know how much it costs to go get things done? <laughs> I mean, for real, this is, this is so out of the scope of government power to me. Actually, to me, to the Constitution. It does not give a government authority to mandatorily make you go to a doctor. It doesn't. Yeah. And, and we... We as conservatives argued against that in terms of Obamacare because all of a sudden now you're having enforcement of health decisions. But I want to take this one step further on this whole idea because what's actually being said is the government is is coercing your risk. So a lot of people will say vaccinations don't have risk. They don't have side effects. Now, there are cases of risk and side effects. I'm not saying that all vaccinations are evil and therefore we shouldn't have any vaccinations. That's not at all what I'm saying. What I am saying is there is a difference between a person voluntarily taking the risk for the vaccination because they determine that the risk and the benefits are in line. They determine the benefits outweigh the risk. That's voluntary. Yo, and check it. Huh. If vaccinations are so good, why do you have to force people to do it? Yeah. You don't have to force me to eat, obviously. <laughs> right? And, and with that, so once the enforcement happens, now all of a sudden you are not being allowed to make a decision, a decision between the risk and the benefit. So if you die or if you get a disease like Pastor Jacobson did, you have no recourse, and it was enforced against you. Now, some people, which this will get into our next section, some people will argue it's for the common good. Oh, yeah. Now, before yeah. we even get into that, I want to ask you, so government co- can coerce control over your body for the good of others. What you're actually setting up is the ideas of collectivism versus individualism. Truth. Because collectivism says for the common good, you can sacrifice the individual. Truth. Individualism says the individual is the most important piece of the whole puzzle. Truth. Right? So you've got a difference between what's good for the collective and what's good for the individual will end up being good for the whole. Truth. You have rights over your own body. And some people may go... Uh, that's the same argument used for Dude, abortion. Dude, listen to this. Listen to this. Melissa right? May Ward just commented on here. She said, I tested last month for the virus, and I got a bill for almost $400. It was oh, discounted. Oh, goodness. It was discounted. 400 bucks. Listen to that. <sighs> so, again, if we're mandatorily – and here it is. Uh, it says, Favin, Favin, my brother Favin's on here, too. Amen. He said, do the homework and research it. We have all these resources that we can do. We just listen and, do, and don't do the work. Amen. I agree yep. with you 100%. Right? And, and – uh, came here. <laughs> Ben Wolf came here for shots. I was promised shots. <laughs> Come on, Ben. That was not what we're talking about, man. I but pulled got, you in though, but did it got I? you, didn't we? It? Got you here. And you know what? Carol Hayes just said something that I want you to hit because you brought this up. She said a sterilization next. Did you Go ahead. Remember? Can you hit so, that? Can you hit that? So Massey and I thank talked you, about this earlier, and thank you, Carol, for saying that because what I had mentioned to Massey when he and I were discussing this topic was, what if? a vaccination by side effect causes sterilization. 
you have now not only harmed a person's body, you've harmed a person's autonomous choice to procreate. You've taken away one of the greatest gifts God has given us, which is to create new life. Exactly. You have removed that through side effect. There is a risk involved. So add on to that, take the slippery slope, which Massey and I talked about earlier. I get tired of the slippery slope argument because it sounds so cliche. It is. But... There is truth to the idea of if you can mandatorily vaccinate people, you have now determined that you can mandatory, you can make it mandatory to put a foreign substance into a person's body for the common good. Yeah, dude. Now, take that one step further, a couple steps further, whatever you want to do. Now, all of a sudden, Child Protective Services decides you must Bro. have a certain IQ level to raise and, children. And don't say it's not happening. Because it act- it's happening. It dude. actually happened. What was it? Oregon. There was a couple who the state determined their IQs were too low for them to raise the children that they had. And the state was fighting to take away their children from them. So don't say it can't happen because it's already happened in this sense. But what if the state all of a sudden says you can't. You can't have children's un- children under a certain IQ, certain IQ threshold. If you try and you have children, we'll sterilize you for breaking Bro. this law. And you can't say that that won't happen, dude. Because, like, even Jody Stanton, she said, no vaccination here, no way. They can never make 100% safe vaccination. It's the truth. Yeah. You can't make something like that foolproof. Again, let's just go to the flu. People are like, it's uncomparable. No, it's comparable. A flu vaccination kills hundreds of thousands. It's killed hundreds of thousands, okay? Who's going to be held accountable if people die because of this vaccination? Will the government? Will the go- who's going to be held accountable? No one. No one. No exactly, one. because it's <laughs> Nobody ever gets money from the government, right? Because, right, <laughs> and it's like we're listening to this guy named Bill Gates who has nothing to do with the medical profession. And every time I've talked to the liberal college or whatever like that, what's your degree? What do you have? What's, what's your, you know, what, what do you have a, a degree in? Right? What degree does he have to make yeah. vaccinations mandatory and want us to do all this stuff? Seriously. Let's get real here. And you can find experts on both sides of the argument. And and we're not even getting into the realm of should you get a vaccination or not. That's that's not where we're going with this. What we're going with is can the government force a vaccination upon you? How is it that we can we can argue sensibly as a people collectively that Yes, there are times where the government needs to force a foreign substance into your yeah, body. Yeah. When has that happened before? Hmm. Right? Here, you, this is how good Supreme Courts are. When they, when they say that a, a Japanese internment camp is legal and constitutional. Listen, folks, that wasn't for four weeks, four days, four months. That was for four years. Four stinking years. Courts don't always get it right. And just because they deem it legal does not make it legal. Sorry, dudes. Not the way it works. Dude, Supreme Courts and states said that blacks couldn't vote yep. in the states. Supreme Courts have said that they, should, they shouldn't, they shouldn't uh, come together. That They have to have separating bathrooms and schools. Don't tell me that the courts always get it right. Yeah, Jim Crow laws. laws. Laws, yo. Laws. And people are like, that's extreme. To me, this is extreme. Forcing my kids to get something that I don't think is right for their body. That's my personal opinion, not yours. And you can tell me I'm wrong. That's a separate discussion, it, which I will not do live. Yeah. This isn't the argument. The, argu- the argument is, is, is it constitutional? Yeah. It, there, once again, there is a difference between us deciding what's good for our bodies and what's good for our children because our children are under our guardianship and the government determining what's good for everybody. One size fits all. Now, you look back at Pastor Jacobson. Ooh, that's good. He had health issues from the vaccines. I know. That he had had. So now government is all of a sudden, even though you are high risk of having more adverse reactions to this, we're going to enforce it on you because of the unpronounced, unseen, unknowable possibilities of what may happen if he goes yeah. out and infects somebody yeah. else. So you're saying that you're going to put Pastor Jacobson's life at heightened risk for the possibility of somebody else. Dude, I'll tell you, look what Andrew Kolar just said. 1% COVID death shuts down the world. A 1% death rate from vaccinations, and it's a small percentage, say they. <laughs> Great point, man. That's, that's Great awesome. Great point. Again, yeah. this is not an argument whether you're for them or against them. 
It's whether government has the right to kill people because it happens. That's not an extreme statement, folks. It happens. Yeah, they will always they will always make a determination of what's acceptable in terms of cost of life. That's the determination they'll make. Now, we're not even going to get into the COVID statistics. We're not going to get into the vaccine statistics. We did. We, we touched a little bit. But what we're talking about is the constitutionality or unconstitutionality of mandatory vaccines. Now, some people will argue common good. And some people will even use some founders quotes, right? Come so, on, let's bring so them on. So we've got some founders. I quotes. love this stuff when the when when the left uses uh, founders quotes to justify their position, but they don't read the entire letter in its context. Let's continue. Yep. This is so, good stuff. So let's Come go on. to Alexander Hamilton again. Uh, Christian, the first papers. one was Ben Franklin, the second one's Alexander Hamilton. As we're being professional, looking at yes, our papers. we are professionals. We's professional. Are you, are you ready? Let's, let's do, do this. Let's, let's do be this. professional. Let's be professional. And now on self-evident podcast. Quotes from the founders. Alexander Hamilton, political writer, says a celebrated author, have established it as a maxim that in contriving any system of government and fixing the several checks and controls of the Constitution, every man ought to be supposed a knave and to have no other end in all his actions but private interest. By this interest, we must govern him and by means of it, make him cooperate to public of the advantages, or sorry, to public good, notwithstanding his insatiable avarice and ambition. Notice that's sin, exactly. not health. That's exactly. sin, not health. His avarice and ambition is sin, not health. Which sin is committing against other people yep. with malicious intent. With malicious right? intent, yes. Without this, we shall in vain boast of the advantages of any constitution and shall find in the end that we have no security for our liberties and possessions Accept the goodwill of our rulers. That is, we should have no security at all. Funny, people have tried to use this as an argument for the common good. Dude. What he's actually arguing is saying, look, in the end, your liberties and your possessions should not be up to the determination of the goodwill of rulers. Exactly. And he's, he's actually arguing for against anarchy. Yeah. He's saying if we're just allowed to be sinful and just do what we want to do, which actually the Bible prohibits, which is why it's important to preach the gospel— so that people know that they have an inward restraint called their conscience. It's the Holy Spirit birth conscience. So that you wouldn't violate the rights of another because it's God, it's God given. This is why it's so important to talk about God given rights in Christ at the same time. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it determines that here he's saying anarchy is bad. That if we just left men to their own devices. Right. It's, it's going to turn out bad. So sometimes Romans 13 is necessary. Governments are instituted among men. He's right. Yes. But not to prevent them. If they're not breaking the law. Yeah. He's drawing that line in between anarchy and government oppression. That's what he's doing. Right? He's saying, look, anarchy can't happen. We understand that. But government restriction of liberties is, also goes in the wrong direction. Now, our next quote, we've got James Madison. Come on, somebody. The aim of every political constitution is, or ought to be, first to obtain for rulers men who possess most wisdom to discern and most virtue to pursue the common good of the society. And in the next place, to take the most effectual precautions for keeping them virtuous whilst they continue to hold their public trust. Now, people will point to this and say, ah, common good of society, that's what these virtuous men are standing up for. Yeah, what does virtue mean? What does virtue mean? Virtue means moral excellence. If you look it up in the 1828 dictionary, because Benjamin Franklin said, uh, only a virtuous and knowledgeable people are capable of restraining tyranny. That's Benjamin Franklin. When he's talking about virtuous, he's talking about in, inward moral restraint, mm -hmm. virtuous. So when you use virtuous for the common good, refer to God, please. Yeah. One second, common good. What were they talking about? When you look at the general welfare clause, it was not talking about making sure that everybody's provided for with food and necessities. It was actually talking about outside foreign invaders and that the states were together. And this was actually coming, going as far back as the Articles of Confederation. I believe it's Article 10. If I'm not mistaken, don't quote me on that, but I think it is 10 because I've done this before. I've done this talk before. General Welfare was talking about in the common good was talking about the protection from foreign invaders or a usurping state. So that they had to have some kind of binding authority, mm -hmm. had nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing to do with a, oh, I don't know if we're going to have a health crisis. Dude, they had health crises all the time back then. All the time. Seriously, and they'll use the argument, well, Washington vaccinated his guys for smallpox. 
kind of different, though, because they were military, and I know why he did that. Yeah. And that was a trial. It wasn't really something that they, you know, they just did it. You know what I mean? So that's true. But he didn't make everybody else do it. Mm-hmm. Now, here, smallpox was going around at that time. When he became president, how come he didn't give a mandatory vaccination to all people? Smallpox pretty deadly at that time. Yeah. They didn't have the medical still, wherewithal. It was still running rampant in yeah. 1905. Do you know why? Because he did not have the authority to tell one person what to do with their body. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about taking your own life or taking someone else's life. Don't get this confused with abortion. Abortion, oh, see, you say I can do whatever I want with my body. No, 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 no. Can't kill another person. That is called violation of rights. That's where the 14th Amendment comes in. Thank you. Okay? So the next quote, John Adams. Sorry. No, don't apologize. Good. Okay. Game on. Government is instituted for the common good, for the protection, safety, prosperity, and happiness of the people, and not for the profit, honor, or private interest of any one man, family, or class of men. Therefore, the people alone have an incontestable, unalienable, and indefeasible right to institute government and to reform, alter, or totally change the same when their protection, safety, prosperity, and happiness require it. Now, that one seems pretty condemning. It sure does. Now let's go through them all. Well, let's go for it. Protection, safety, prosperity, and happiness require it. Can I be happy and prosperous when a government forces me to do something against my will? Hmm. And let me ask you this. John Adams, one of the oh, architects yeah, of the Constitution yeah. oh, well, and the Declaration, Declaration of Independence. Sure. Yeah. Right? One of the architects of the Declaration of Independence. What are our inalienable rights? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Property. Mm, yes. So, would he then contradict himself and say government in yeah. two steps Come on, dude. and Preach. say government for the common good and for the property or for the protection and safety of the people can then restrict your rights and take away your rights? True. That I just told King, the 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 King of England, that he can't take away. You can't do anything with. We have to think through the consistency of this stuff. You might even say, oh, well, he was just really inconsistent. I challenge you to decide that this man is dumb enough to say one thing that day <laughs> and something completely opposite of it the Give next it day. Give it to me straight. Well, but think about it. Like, they just left the king of Great Britain who forced them to pay taxes, who forced them and forced them out yeah. of their homes and quartered them, who forced them. I mean, they literally left government force. Do you think that they would turn around and say, hey, yeah, force me to do that, would you? I'm looking for someone to tell me how to take vaccinations. I'm looking for someone to tell me to go to the hospital. You know what? Hey, there's a, you know what? We have to stop drivers. Think about this, because there might be a drunk driver out there that's going to kill me. Mm-hmm. So therefore, f- forget the stoplights and the, stop, the speed limits, man. Just get off the road. Yeah. Think about it. Do you see how ludicrous this is? People are like, that's not the same. It is because a drunk driver can kill many people. As a matter of fact, it's a very high statistic. That's why you have organization called like Mothers Against Drunk Driving, right? And all these kinds of things. It's a real statistic. Smoking can kill people. Ban it. Ban alcohol. Ban- it makes them money, dude. It makes money. Let's get real here. Let's just get down to brass tacks. This is all about money. It's all about authority and power. And we just talked about that earlier today. Money and power got us, boy. I'll tell you mm-hmm. what. Because, it, again, if it was so right and proper, nobody has to force me to buy a car and drive it. I enjoy it. I like driving my wife's car. <laughs> Mine's a hoopty. <laughs> but I like driving her car, right? Nobody has to force me. You don't have to force me to get a vaccination. Nobody has to force me to go to the gym. Not that I would go anyways. But that's the thing, is government doesn't force me to do what I don't want to do. That's not their role. Show me in any of the articles of the Constitution where they have the delegated authority to force the citizen to do anything. Yeah. They don't. Prove it to me. I'll shut up if you can. So with what Adams was saying, Adams says protection, safety, prosperity, and happiness of the people. What he was actually talking about, as this goes into the general welfare idea, is that he was actually talking about protection of the people from foreign invaders, protection of the people as a defense of the people to be free in in order for them to live their lives in happiness, which the word happiness at that time, they were not talking about do whatever you want to do, be free, go be happy. What they were actually talking about was seeking out a virtuous and moral life. Truth. That was happiness. Think of it more in the sense of fulfillment of what God has created you to be. 
that's where they were talking about. We, we've done presentations on this idea, right? Tons. So with all of this, there's, there's a lot of arguments of common good. There's a lot of arguments of for the safety of the people. The problem is you still end up coercing the, the individual to take a risk, to do, take in something in their body that they're not consenting to, all for the variable of what might affect what might happen. everybody else. Let alone the fact the whole herd immunity thing and all of that, but that's that's beside the point. We're sticking to the constitutional idea of it. With this topic, guys, it's going to get fierce because people are scared, and this is kind of this is where we leave off in the sense of like, what's what are you to do? You're going to get in heated debates with people if you're you, any man. type of of active about this topic, and it's going to get more and more pressure. You notice how the pressure now is for masks. Everybody needs to wear a mask, and if you don't, you're trying to kill people. But those are super try, selfish. Those people that said masks, we need to wear mandatory masks, were the same ones that said masks don't work, stay home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is absolutely ridiculous. Do you see? It's, it's, it's an agenda, dude. And it's, it's supported by fear. And what you're going to run into is you're going to run into fear from people. Straight people up. are scared. They want to find a solution, but they want somebody to give them the solution. Bro, this is exactly the children of Israel during the time of Saul, King Saul. We want a king like other nations. We don't want to do this ourselves anymore. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Let's get real, right? We want a king because it's easier if someone else controls us. It's just, and I'm not saying everybody. I'm saying a lot of people, the media especially, they're pushing a narrative. Listen to me. The media is not pushing fear. The media is exposing what we already have inside of us Yeah. for a lot of people. They're just hitting the right buttons. I just was talking earlier today to a dear friend on the phone and, uh, and, and his wife, and uh, we were talking about how, like, it's funny how fear can get you to do anything. It can get you to do anything. And that we once stood for, man, I would do anything for the Lord. I would die for the Lord. I would all this for the Lord. And then a, vax or a, a, a virus hits, and boy, you saw how quick everything turned. Oh, my gosh, it's the unknown, right? Fear can get you to do anything, and, it, and actually fear causes you to do some bad decisions because emotion makes you do some bad, quick decisions, and it destroys. There's nothing good about making quick decisions. Fear nothing. does not write good policy. Never. Who said that? I don't know. Me. That's a great <laughs> – Mike. Quote Mike. <laughs> quote Mike. Right. It's true because emotions really dictate where you're at at that moment. Prudence, wisdom, and respect – dictate what's going to come down the line what's the best decision for the future this is a blip in time why didn't they do this during the ebola outbreak why didn't they do this through, during the the what was the swine flu outbreak yeah why didn't they do this before this is a sars strain don't you find it funny that that sars we never did anything like this for sars this is a sars strain it's ridiculous yet the whole world is exploding on this whole topic Right. And, it, and it, all this has to come down to is what's government authority. Do you know why you need to get educated? Not to listen to us. I don't want people coming to us for answers. I don't want people to coming to me as a pastor for biblical answers. I want you to get it as a revelation from God yourself. I want you to read your Bible for yourself. Right? So you don't have to depend on anybody else for your answers. I'm cool if you come and ask questions so I can get you started. That's cool. The idea of these podcasts is not so that you could come to self-evident ministry and learn and get all of our curriculums and make sure you buy our books and nothing to do with it. Crap, you guys would laugh at the budget we have. <laughs> we do everything on a shoestring budget because we give a crap about the American people and America itself. We care about liberty and freedom that much. And today happens to be Memorial, or I'm sorry, tomorrow happens to be Memorial Day, right? And men and women fought and bled and died for the freedom that we're trying to give up to a government. Mm -hmm. Listen to me. It's not worth it. It's not worth it to give up your liberty. I don't want to give up my liberty for temporary safety. I don't want to give up my liberty for something that might happen. I'd rather be free because guess what? If I die, then I go to my maker. And I pray, as Ravi Zacharias said, I'm not afraid about what I would say to him. I just want him to tell me, well done, thou good and uh, faithful servant. Amen. I want him to say that of me. I'm not concerned about what I'd say to him. I'd be freaking out. He's yeah. right. I don't want to give up my liberty for something like this. What do they know above your Lord? What do they know above your master? 
the father of heaven, the father of lights, what do they know more than God? They don't. And Jesus sent out his disciples by twos to go heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. He sent them to preach the gospel and do those things. Not sit and be quarantined and be afraid. I don't care if you stayed home from church or not. Not the issue. I don't care if you were scared. Not the issue. The issue is when government starts to play God. I have a problem with that. And you know what? It may take some small, maybe you, to stand up for the rights of man. It may take you running for public office. It may take you studying so that you can promote the right people to be in office. It may take you knocking on doors. It may take you going out to the neighbors and go preaching the gospel. It may take you actually going up to your pastor, having a little bit of fortitude and saying, Sir, we are not obeying God here. We're not obeying the Lord right now. We're not following scripture here right now. Okay? It may take that. You may have to die spiritually for this one. Mm-hmm. And but what a death, dude. What absolutely. a death and resurrection of faith in you, man. There's nothing like when God emboldens you and you see the fruit of it. Nothing like it. Nothing. And so next, this Wednesday, Massey's going to be doing the late night live. When I do it next week, I'm going to be talking about courage. And I think this is something that we need to start putting into practice in our life yeah. because right now we're, we're moving with a, a feeling of fear, of apprehension because we are so used to being protected in everything. We're so used to everything being okay and we're fighting so hard for peace. Yeah. Guess what? There is suffering in life. Yep. You either deal with it or you don't. And the idea of courage is to actually step out when you know what's right even though you're fearful. It's not the cessation of fear. It's not the removal of fear from your life. It is the moving out despite the fear. It is controlling it, putting it into place, and still stepping out. So I'm going to be talking about courage because we need to start learning how to have courage. And that may mean approaching approaching your pastor, approaching a government official, approaching your friend, and saying, look, I don't agree with this, and here's why. Right. And I'm noticing a lot of people come out of the woodwork now and saying, man, I need to learn. Mm-hmm. I need to know. Good. First step. Praise God. Again, Knowledge. it's not too late. Right. It's not too late. And even if it was, God's faithful. Trust me on that. He's just so faithful, man. I am not afraid of the future, dude. Because he already won. Mm-hmm. Right. But while I'm here, I got to occupy till he comes. Right. And this Wednesday, I think I'm going to be talking about we're not operating for freedom. We operate out of a place of freedom. That's empowering. I don't operate so that I can maintain or get freedom. I operate out of a place of freedom and liberty. That's why I do what I do. That's the only reason I can stand is because I already have freedom and liberty. They're just trying to take it from me. You already operate in freedom in Christ. Satan's just trying to take that from you. Defend it. Thank you. Defense of the gospel. And we're going to be talking about that. What does that look like uh, in in, in the months and the years to come? Mm -hmm. If you can do this now, imagine five years down the road with your kids. What could they change? Yeah. Because they're going to take your ideas way farther than you did. I mean, I'm serious. God will transform your children to do better than you did. I promise you. Can you imagine how proud you'll be if your kids can look and see what you stood for? And see how you were courageous to stand your ground and plant your feet? That's one thing that excites me is that no matter what happens to me, my son will be able to look back at the things I've done and said, boy, my dad stood for something. And that gets you all worked up inside. Dude. Yeah. Like legit. Because it, it doesn't even matter if he agrees with me or not. Well, it matters to me. <laughs> yeah, it, it matters. But that's not the most important part to me. What's the most important part is him realizing that he can stand for himself as well. Yeah. And he can move forward in courage. Now, it's very, very important that he stands for the gospel. Yep. He stands for Christ. That's the most important thing. But he has to actually stand for it. He has to have courage while he moves forward with Dude, it. Dude, look at this. Uh, just some comments here before we get off. Uh, Paul Schneider said this. Who would pay for this mandatory vaccination? I've never had a shot that I didn't have to pay for. Uh, Jody Stanton, she said this. We should fear God only. Amen. Not man. Not man. I'll obey if it's lawful. But if it ain't lawful, leave me alone. I can't obey that. I'm sorry. That is not rebel. Why are they putting me on the place of the defense? Why am I on the defense? You see where they got you? Well, if you disobey, you're disobeying. No, they put you. You see how manipulative that is? I'm on the defense for some reason for standing up for what God gave me. No, no more. 
no more, folks. Start getting it in your head. You're on the offense by the grace of God. You have the authority and the power from the Lord and a constitution to back that up. You're on the offense, folks. Start getting that in your heart. Speak life into your situation. Speak life now. I'm not condemning uh, presidents or anything like that. They're doing what they know to do. Here's what I am speaking life into you. You can learn it too, man. It's, it's, not, it's so simple. Here, uh, she said we should fear God only. Micah said this. Micah Liggett, don't give up what so many people have fought for and died for. Amen. Absolutely. He's, that's right. We're trying to give it up right now. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Uh, curse the root of fear now because it's going to get worse. You know, I pray it doesn't. I pray it doesn't get worse. I don't even like speaking that. Right, because that's an easy, uh, and I'm not, I'm not saying you're, I'm, I'm not condemning what you said. What I'm saying is, I'm not going to prophesy that into this country. I'm going to prophesy a move of the Lord, not a revival, tent revival, none of that stuff. I'm just going to say, men and women of God will stand now. Mm-hmm. And they're going to stand, and you're going to hear their voices. Because remember, Samuel Adams said this it doesn't take a majority to prevail but rather an irate, tireless minority, keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men. And again, nowhere in Scripture do you find a majority that won God's battles for him. He always used the minority. Do you know why? Because God got the glory. He was just looking for someone to say, yep, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Can you imagine how weird Joshua felt marching around Jericho? (laughs) He was a warrior, dude. All he knew was war. And God's telling him to march around a city. For seven days, march around at the seventh day seven times and scream. Can you imagine how weird that was for a warrior? It was uncarnal. He, I don't think he saw it until he saw the walls fall down. Nope. He trusted, though. It was against his carnal mind. Everything we're saying right now is against the carnal mind. That's where he wants us, guys. Romans 8 says this, the carnal mind is an enemy, an enemy of God. That's what's happening. We're resorting to our carnal mind, not the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ came to overcome the world. Some will say, Jesus didn't get involved in politics. True. Did he have a baby? Did he have a family? Did he have a business? We don't know. But we have them. That's a ridiculous notion. Government was set up by God. Therefore, I do get involved in it. That's a ridiculous argument. I will get involved because my life and my son's lives and my wife and others around me, their lives matter. And, and if you want to take it to another level, you can say, are we supposed to defend the defenseless? Are we supposed to free the oppressed? Are we supposed to stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves? If we're supposed to provide those things to other people, then darn right, we need yep. to stand up against an oppressive, tyrannical government. Come on. Once again, I'm not saying this government is at that point. But we need to defend our freedoms. Draw your boundaries now because otherwise those boundaries will be taken down by outside forces. Right. And so to conclude, I hope you guys got something out of this. If you did, leave a like down below. Share the video. Comment. We love comments even to those who are detractors. We read them anyways and we try to answer them Mm -hmm. as best we can. But we rarely get those. But that's (laughs) fine. It's okay. We meet them in the streets and that's fine. If you like it. Guys, do you see that there's a pinned comment on the Facebook page? We'll put it on the YouTube link as well. We got a goal we're trying to hit because not that COVID really hampered us. It never hampers the message. But we're trying to get to another level here so we can continue to do what we do at a greater degree, right? Mm -hmm. So we're trying to get 100 people right now to be a $25 a month donation. You guys can do that on the site. You guys can also get our curriculums on there for our new government versus God curriculum. Uh, I'm, I'm still wondering about this whole book thing. We're trying to release a book here by June. We don't know how that's looking yet uh, just because some things are happening internally, uh, but we're working on it. Uh, so if you guys want to support us, get online, Be Self-Evident Truth, or if you guys just want to leave a comment, please do that because we love you for it. We really do. We listen to your comments. We read them online. We read them on the air. Uh, so you guys can be totally a part of our mission to reach more kids in schools. We pray that God will open them back up so yeah. we can go get them. Right? Not a government school. I don't like government schools. But I'll go to them, and we've been to them. Right? Colleges as well. Kids need the truth. Right? We'll go anywhere we can to preach this message of liberty and truth and the gospel. So you've been supporting that for five years, and we so thank you for it. And we can't do this without you. We just can't. And that sounds so corny and cliche, but it's really not. It's from the heart because I've never been released to do this before where I'm asking like this. But I'm going to ask. You know why? Because if I don't ask, I don't receive. 
And I'm going to be bold about it because we need to get out there to these kids. If you can't do it, I'm willing. Mike's willing. Kristen's willing. Carrie's willing to go out and speak and reach these kids. Yes, they will speak. And she's smiling at me like, oh, crap. Right? She's going to speak one day. You, I promise you, you're going to see Kristen Martins speaking on the behalf of self-evident. I'm, I'm speaking that now. You watch. And she's going to be a doer, and she's going to be awesome at it. You watch. You watch the fruit. Mike's already gone to places and spoken for self-evident. We want this thing to grow. Right, Carrie, she'll be doing that too. And she's killing it right now. So again, if you want to support us, go on to that pinned comment, theselfevidenttruth.com. But what a good night. We are excited. We love having you on here. Again, share the video. God bless you guys, and we will see you Wednesday night. All right. Late love night you live. guys.